Hello, everybody. I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. And I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. Just a reminder, today's uh, show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership. Um, just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse, browse, and browse the unmasked selections <laughs> of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It is that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. My name is Werner Herzog, and you're listening <laughs> to the Amateur Detective Club. Uh, my recommendation is um, go outside. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm in the middle of a reading from my local library, Go Tell It on the Mountain by James Baldwin. I am sure there is an excellent audiobook version of that available on Audible. That's my recommendation. You, y'all got anything? To recommend, mm-hmm. stay inside. <laughs> it's cold. Oh, it's so Sweaters. Nice. It's crisp, and I love it. Today we're talking about Poirot, season two, episode nine, nine. and nine and nine. Um, the kidnap prime minister. Yeah. In which a prime minister is kidnapped. The same joke I made when we read the short story years and years ago. We uh, last month I think was our two year anniversary of doing this podcast. Oh hey, yeah, and you covered a lot of the big things. Yeah, oh my gosh, we did. It was so complicated, but this one's not very complicated. It's based off of a short story from mm-hmm. Poirot Investigates, right? Yes, it is. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that's my sentence. Yeah. Cool. So the episode begins at a train station. Woo-woo, chicka-chicka. Oh, that's right, right it does. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and Jap and a few other officers are waiting on the arrival of the Prime Minister. Of England. They've been... <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, that is a good point because sometimes stories do take place in other countries. Uh, so they are waiting for the Prime Minister of England to arrive. And we learn that his car has been diverted. Uh-huh. And they're like, what? And he's What's an hour on? late. Yeah. He's more than an hour late. And then they're like, ah! And then he finally shows up. And we find out that there was an attempt at kidnapping the prime minister. But the kidnapper was foiled. He's got a big bandage. Because he was shot at. Yeah. And, uh, and he got shot in the face. Mm-hmm. So his face is all bandaged up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when a cartoon character gets the mumps? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like that. Um, yeah. And then we cut to Poirot and Hastings. Yep. At a tailor's. At a tailor's. And he goes in and the tailor tells him that he has gained a half an inch on his waistline. And Poirot says, uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Your tape measure has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. He's drunk. <laughs> yeah. And the tailor... It's like, yeah, everyone says that. Mm-hmm. That must be it. And I love Hastings' expression this entire conversation. He's like this weird, vain egg man. Yeah. It's great. Uh, I don't know when I started. Oh, because he has an egg-shaped head. He's described in the book. I was like, I don't know when I decided to call him an egg man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sonic got it wrong again. Yeah. Should have been Suchet. It should have been Suchet as Dr. Robotnik. Yep. Eggman. Huh. 
Well, it would have been so weird. That would have been such a strange. But anyway, so good. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> uh, if you will, that would be a dream casting. If you agree with the casting, say I. I. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Live a little. Uh, I. There is at some point in this episode, I believe, where someone is eating an egg, mm-hmm. and it's not relevant to anything except that Poirot makes an amazing face because he just. The guy, like, just crashes into this egg. Yeah. Like, shell and all. It's just, it's just terrible. Because I was making a comment about how great egg cups were, because they're such a bonkers (laughs) piece of... Very specific invention. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Which is also what I call my athletic cup that I use. It's my egg cup. I don't know whether to say congrats or I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, A little bit of both. A little bit of both. (laughs) Uh, poached. I have Let's no move on. comment at all. <laughs> As well, you shouldn't. Uh, this is a man's problem. No. Yeah. Oh, God. This is a man's body. Uh, <laughs> you keep your leg opinions to Good. Good. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's early. We're all tired. Uh, Tyler and I love to, to get nasty when we're tired. <laughs> And Tyler almost spit out his coffee. <laughs> so what happens next in the episode? He's at a tailor, and then he gets home, and then there's been a call, and he's like, I don't want to deal with a call. And Miss Lemon's like, you should probably go see the, the, it's the head of catering. No, it's the head of... Um... Wait, what is it? The head of, like... <laughs> the, the the MI6 or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. The head of the Justice League has to yeah. meet yep. Paul <laughs> So Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Is he the head of the Justice League, or is Martian Manhunter the head of the Justice League? Certainly not Superman. <laughs> Who is it? A is it a democracy? Is it a totalitarian dictatorship? Is it familiar. Beast Boy? Like, don't they have like it's a Bosley or someone that instructs them? Tom Bosley? Yeah, like a Bosley or an Alfred or oh. um, uh, Charlie. Whatever that Charlie's Angels yeah. style light face was from the Power Rangers that was yeah. like, hey, do the things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Emperor Palpatine. His name? Her name? Yeah. Their no. name? Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Batman, I need you to... Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Batman, I guess, uh, calls Poirot in and is like, all right. You think you're the world's greatest detective, but it is really I. Who is the world's greatest detective? Do you not know that that's like his whole slogan, Batman's slogan, is that he's the world's greatest detective? Who would win in a fight, <laughs> detective-wise? Poirot, <laughs> or who would solve the case first, do you think? Batman, I was born of the detective. <laughs> <laughs> Completely derailed, and now we know it's the bonus part. Uh, <laughs> thank you for subscribing. <laughs> I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> so, so he goes to see Batman. <laughs> he goes to see Batman. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, or Officer Wayne, if you will. Sure. Uh, and don't know actual character's name. Doesn't matter. So It never does. No. Uh, Just Arthur Hastings, Hercule Poirot, Mrs. Lemon, whose name first name I don't know, and then everybody, and the rest. It's like a full Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Ms. Lemon, sure thank Ms. you. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Lemon's first name is Miss. Yeah. She is not married. Uh, independent lady. Anyway. Um, so, 
Poirot gets there and they're like, this is super serious. We have an issue. You have 38 and, hours. And Jap 32. Is, <gasps> and a quarter. Don't forget about the quarter. Yeah, sometimes that comes in helpful. That would, There's a moment where he says that. And it's the best moment on the entire series so far. It's so good. David Suchet's little tiny facial smile. expressions. Oh, yeah. He has so many tiny smiles in this. He looks like, you know, that meme of the cat with a knife pointed at it. Do you know no. this one? Mm-mm. Okay, I'll post it on our Twitter for you to see. But it, I'll put it side by side. Okay. Great. Anyway. So the prime minister has now been kidnapped. The for reals. For reals, because the guy who was trying to be, who showed up at the train station, was a phony, a big fat phony, going, going to Paris because there's a. Um, is there's that revealed this early? It yeah. must be, yeah, because otherwise is. the rest of it doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Because he doesn't disappear. The the phony prime minister does. Like, oh, sure, they sure, figure sure, it sure. out pretty quick. Gotcha. Once he, like that guy has to like wash his face or something, presumably. <laughs> 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 like he sneezes, and they're like, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, just a red herring. Yes. And. Ugh. And then, yeah, so they're like, hey, Poirot, um, and Chief Inspector Jap has recommended you. He's here, too. And uh, we yes. want you to figure out where the prime minister is, please. Can I tell you something that really bothers me about Jap? Yes. He always has one stance mustache hair. And it's the it's just, like, sticking, like, at a, an arc... And in every episode, it's the same hair. So that, like, that's his real mustache. Like, they didn't put a false mustache on him, I do not believe. I'll have to look into that. But there's one <laughs> hair that's just like, thunk, and it's just like, out. Well, you know how some people have, like, a permanent cowlick? Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand it. My hair does that, too. But it's just like, ugh. Because, like, why can't you use mustache wax like Hercule Poirot? He clearly has a correct. <laughs> A man's man. He's got a man's man's, ladies' man's man about town. Yes. At some point, I think it's in this episode, uh, Poirot's mustache is askew. <gasps> I missed that. Rich, point, Rich pointed it out, and <gasps> it was very troublesome. Mm. Anyway. That is, a, that is a really upsetting. Yeah, they fixed it. It's fine. Um, Could you imagine if they did like a special edition? Like they did with Star Wars, where they went back and added a bigger mustache to all of these episodes. Oh my episodes. god, yes, please. Oh like they just my. superimposed Kenneth Branagh's mustache. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? Like that, ter- like the reverse of the Justice League movie. <laughs> the Prime Minister has been kidnapped because of <laughs> For his the third place time it seems. No, the- it's just the second time. <laughs> Because he's supposed to be at some summit with yeah. other world leaders to kind of talk down Germany, Germany from rearming <laughs> and potentially causing World War Three. And at this point, like... Wait, World War Two though? Yes. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That is what you said. Yeah. I'm yeah. Uh-huh. Good thing we can't play that back. Yeah. yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. I'm sorry. Go, continue. That is what you said. World War Two. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Up. And then they have to go find him, and they have uh, thirty-two really? hours and a quarter because 
that's when he is supposed to appear at the summit. Mm-hmm. So most of this episode is Poirot going around and talking to people and taking long walks and yeah. thinking. Yep. Oh, he'd be thinking. And mm-hmm. making glorious little smirky faces. Though so there is a point when he's like traveling around and at a point they have to go on this ship called the Destroyer. It's a destroyer, yes. Okay. Yeah, like a navy ship. That's the ship. type of ship. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I misheard them. No not worries. like Zoya, um, the destroyer. Yeah, no, not like that. <laughs> Poirot seems very reticent to get on the ship. For two reasons. One, he gets very seasick. He hates the sea. The sea acings the sea. And oh, then yeah. the other thing is the they are trying to get... He sees through the ruse of trying to get all the investigation over to Paris where the summit is, mm-hmm. because that's a distraction, and they are really still in the country. Correct on both counts. My point mm. was, we've been in season one on a boat more than one time, so it just felt like now that we're on a bigger boat, he should feel more at ease. <laughs> sure, sure. Or, that was it. Or he just is leaning into his phobia even more, and... Like, you know what? We're just not going to bother. Just going to completely avoid it. Trying this tactic. I don't know. Maybe I also think it comes down to he figures out pretty quickly that it's a ruse. I think that's yeah, also, that's also yeah. I think know. that's mostly it. Because yeah. Jab has kind of gotten to a point where he has accepted the foibles of Poirot. Mm-hmm. Except in this episode. Because he's brought on, like, Batman. And he needs Batman to be happy with him. So he's very yeah. stressed out about Poirot being mm-hmm. weird. He's very, he's very sweating. Yeah. He's spitzing. And he's, oh no, my pension. Yeah. But, and Poirot is just being as weird as humanly possible. And I think he's enjoying it. He, yeah. I think he's playing with everybody a little bit because mm. he's just extra not telling anyone what's going on which leads to a real a lot of really good comedic moments this episode is very very fun and very very funny in my opinion Mm -hmm. so yes so they go to investigate also like the people uh the car that was shot at and he's Mm -hmm. like there's no bullet hole yeah and isn't that strange? And he's like, well, no, they leaned out. And I'm like that. And he, like, leans his full body out of the window. And, like, he covers up the entire windows. He's like, that's not possible. Right. Let's go speak to the driver. The driver's missing. Yeah. And then the other person involved with the incident is also missing. And he's like, well, so this is made up. And everyone else is like, no, but we trust these people because they're members of our society. And yeah. He's like, yeah, but. But maybe we should talk to them. So he goes to. Uh, and uh, the guy who was with him was ostensibly injured in the initial attack. Mm-hmm. So he goes to see um, see his wife, his ex-wife. Yes. Who has, um, they had like a very public, juicy, as Jap says in the, uh, the papers were like mm. just full of these. Full Brad and Angelina situation. Yeah. Details of their divorce. So we hear about this messy, messy divorce, and so he's like, "You know what? Let's go. Let's go visit her." And is he? Do they visit her first or him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. first. So they go see her, and I forget everything about this interaction. No, no. It's the husband first. Right. Oh, 
it is the husband first because they bring up that they already oh, yeah. saw the husband. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Her. Okay. So they uh, go to visit the husband, and he's the one who eats the egg in a just utterly bonkers way. I completely yes. missed that. I was too busy tending to our Twitter account at that time. It's just like shell and all. It, shell and yeah, all? It's... Yeah, he just cracks into it. For the shell of it. Like, uh, but he takes a spoon and just, like, scalps the little egg. Ooh. It's bad. Okay, we go in. He eats an egg bad. And <laughs> he... I am the Eggman Goo Goo Gajube. Uh, and we find out what? We find out that he doesn't know who the driver is ostensibly. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't know anything that's going on. Basically, yeah. he's completely useless. Because he was in the hospital during that time. Right, yeah. Because he got hurt somehow, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know her. I'm sorry to this man. I do not know him. And Poro goes over to the desk and asks to make a phone call, <laughs> then stops mid-dial and says that he forgets. Yes, because in a scene previous, we are in the driver's apartment. And yeah. finds a notebook or yeah. an address book under his pillow. <laughs> Very and he goes like he's flipping through it, like and on the page that's marked X, which like nobody should ever have like a filing in X because his unless you know like Xavier with... or yeah something. Um, there is a number Professor for X. May Mayfair. Yeah, yeah Mayfair. Mayfair. Mayfair number, yeah. And he finds that odd, closes the book, and puts it back. Fast forward to the office, where he then tries to dial that number. Yeah, or he just, he goes to, like, basically make a fake phone call. Yeah. Stops in the middle, but he just wanted to get over to the desk to look at it. And it's pretty clear to, I think, all of the rest of us that that's what he's doing. He just wants to take a look at the desk. And he finds the same number written down, I believe. Yeah. It is his number, in fact. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, the the man. Gotcha. Yes, that's right. Um, so that is the phone number. And then he goes of the off to bed. Visiting. And Jap and Batman are like, "How could you possibly sleep at a moment's notice?" He's like, "I'm not gonna sleep until the prime minister is found." And he's like, "Well, that won't do you any good because you need to be able to think, stupid." Oh my gosh, and it's, it's very good. It's so good, and it is very like. Uh, he says something about, well, I'm sure you're going to feel very virtuous getting yeah. no sleep. Yeah. And I... But it's not going to be helpful. I just love it so much because it is so true. Yeah. yeah you sleep, and I love kids. it. If, you're, if you have a, a test to study for, don't do an all-nighter. No, just sleep just on it. Just go to sleep. It, you and know, review it in the morning. You'll be okay. It None of it matters anyway. The more uh, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm it, it school does matter. Mm-hmm. However, at a certain point, you know you know what you're going to know and go to sleep because you'll remember more. That's true. You are going to know what you're going to know and you can't know what you don't. That's right. So then they go to his ex-wife the next morning. They also see a picture of her on his desk. Yeah, which is pretty wacky. Yeah. yeah, pretty wacky. So um, they go and they talk to his ex-wife, who is not, who's not helpful. She's very angry. Yeah, she's very she's mad, as the youth say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And he's like, "Your ex-husband is is suspected of a crime. Can you give anything to exonerate him?" And she's like, "No, and fuck that guy." Yeah. She's yeah. Like, if it's not my murder, I can't imagine what crime it could be. Yeah. It's like, lady, is... calm down. That everything is about you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he doesn't get anything out of her, and then they leave. And then Poirot figures everything out, <laughs> and... At break! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, um, oh, man. Um, because he figures out, <laughs> somehow, he figures out that they're both Irish. Yes, they go back to the office. office and look and he, up it, the Yeah, the, the maiden, yeah, and ask for the maiden name of... The ex-wife. Yeah, and there's this and exchange. Yeah, this is this exchange between he and Miss Miss Lemon about like the the estate that that specific person would have lived on, and she's like, I think it's something like oh, that's like, great, like, like this yeah. syllable, and it's just way off base. It's very funny. It is very funny. Yeah, and like it's very well acted. Uh, a very funny episode all around. I yeah. So they figure out where they're going and that they're Irish. And they're like, okay, so it's becoming clear that, like, this is to stick it to England, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which I fully understand. I mean, it's a huge... We it's a huge big deal. We cannot get into yeah, the get whole into thing. This. Just look at like just look it Google up. it. Look it up, fam. Just Google it. Yes, there are two sides to everything. Uh, there Let's are, do, and there is often a right you know? and a wrong side, Tyler. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but you can make your own choice when you do your own research. Yes. Yeah, we are not here to uh, <laughs> educate you about the great show. Uh, the Dairy Girls is on Netflix. Highly recommend looking into that. It's about the uh, around the time of the troubles in Ireland about the relationship between Northern and southern ireland that's okay. all great yep it's very funny it's yeah. very funny so anyway it becomes pretty clear that they're trying to stick it to england um power to the people stick it to the man um and uh. they go to <laughs> this mansion this abandoned mansion for a, a surprise well, for a surprise because <laughs> they <laughs> Because I realized that this is the final reveal and we need to do an ad break unless is there more that I missed. Something I missed. It's it's fine. (laughs) Hello, this is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth. Thank you for listening um, so much. It's really appreciated if you're listening early on Patreon. Thank you so much for your patronage. Uh, speaking of, if you're not listening early on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash adcpod to support us there. We're trying to get 10 patrons so we can start doing the show weekly. And then after that, our next project is going to be a commentary for the original Murder on the Orient Express, I believe. Um, we're also on the Scavengers Network. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com to check out all the excellent programming there, such as State Your Case, The Broads and the Bees, Newsies Minute, um, and also historical hotties on which both Melissa and I have guested. You can also go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and get your free audiobook on us. We're not making like a bunch of huge shifts, but we're trying to give you more content and more consistency throughout this program. And we'd love to hear your feedback. You can contact us at amateurdetectiveclub at gmail.com or through Twitter or Instagram um, at ADCPod or on Facebook. We also have a Facebook group you can join if you want to discuss the episodes in Poirot or mysteries in general. Um, Once again, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, all that content creator stuff. Let's get back to this very silly episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Love you all. Bye-bye.
Yep. Just like John Goodman as a T-Rex. Oh! Yeah. Let no bad happen. The weirdest. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, uh, Screw is an underrated villain. Oh, he's terrifying. Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, it's so great. Uh-huh. Look at the kids signing their own blood. It's like, oh my god! It's so creepy, and the crows. <laughs> kids' movies used to be so terrifying. I can't get into. Why the, did we stop that? Because, because, because we're a bunch of wimps. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Howards all, um, but like specifically Don Bluth films, like that hell scene and All Dogs Go to Heaven is terrifying. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's meant to be. Because he yeah. was Mormon and very religious and be like, this is what happens. Five will goes west. You have a cat that thinks he's a dog. That's yeah. scary. That oh, is that's scary. amazing. <laughs> hey. Uh, I love that one. <laughs> American Tales said trans rights. So you need to sit down. Did I say there was anything wrong with the film? <laughs> you said it was Did scary. I say, yeah. That's okay. And does it mean it's bad? No. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> There's... Oh, yeah. um, uh, what's Anastasia? The, oh, um, yeah. in the dark of the night. Oh, yeah. That whole sequence. Utterly was, terrifying. Oh, I didn't think that was that scary. I think the climax, I mean, it was Like, it's gross. It is and... nasty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he would, like, him, like, just destroying bugs. But the end of that, with yeah. the, the train sequence, was very frightening as a child. Anyhow. Yeah, so they go to this abandoned mansion. Yes. It's a mansion, if you will. Sure. And, I mean, because we've basically, Poirot has put together that this is where the prime minister is being kept. Yeah. By the Irish. By the Irish. And, of course, the driver's in on it. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's in on it. Um, (laughs) The the husband, the ex-wife. And the driver. And the driver. And the driver. All everybody, three of them. Everybody. Yeah. So... Uh, they all jump out and say surprise <laughs> and start singing again. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, so they go there. Um, they, The ex-wife and the driver realize they've been made. Um, she takes the gun away from him and the driver, I don't know what he does. He runs away. He, okay, he runs away. Mm-hmm. And then the ex-husband is also there trying to get the attention of her, trying to get to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are... So the thing is, they were always conspiring. They never got divorced, or if they did, yeah. they were still together. Uh, and it was just a whole ruse to make mm-hmm. it look like they hated each other to cover it up. Yes. And so they surround the place with like, oh my goodness, all the people in the world. Yeah. Everybody's with got some of the worst army acting I've ever seen from extras. <laughs> Because they're like, they're clearly, like, none of them know how to hold a gun. They're all like, look at it. Like, yeah. And there's like nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. My boyfriend, who's a former military, is uh, <laughs> took a look at the guy that was leading everybody in. And he's like, I wouldn't want him commanding me. <laughs> um, he also he co- commented on how he looks like an 18 year old. Yes. Which he probably was. Yes. Um, well, you know, the draft. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... They surround the mansion. They surround the mansion, and Mrs. Lady goes up on the uh, roof. The highest peak. Yeah, and very dramatically um, shouts, Erin Yeah. 
and um, shoots herself, in, shoots the side herself of the in the side of the head. She does unfortunately commit suicide and fall very dramatically to the pavement. And this very... I don't know, by the way, how mm. she falls to the pavement because she was behind a pretty solid... Like a pretty a, a wall but, that was well, it was like waist high though. You can like do a flip still, over. Yeah, I guess. Have you ever seen a Western Melissa where they flip over the side railing when they get shot? And possibly yeah. the force of the gunshot like helped like it, but it bump didn't, her a little bit. Uh, uh, that's chaos theory. But like the direction of it, I don't know. It yeah, didn't it feel seems, like it, it's <laughs> very dramatic. They cut to blood splattering, and then yeah. Well, regardless, it's well deserved. Yeah. Hey. I mean, terrorism isn't great, but uh, <laughs> that's not a controversial statement. I don't think terrorism it's... isn't great. Tristan Miller. Yeah, but they just play this very strange version of like that's a very Irishy sounding tune at the end, and it's very corny. And like this whole thing, the whole show is corny as hell. But like, oh yeah, of course. But corny, I'd say starchy. Oh, Ba-doom. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Was that an Ireland joke? Yeah, it was. Yes. It was a potato yeah. famine joke. Great. Good. Yeah, where thousands of people died. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so, great. Yeah, she's dead. And we get the prime minister back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they and drive home. Basically. And Poirot's like, see, I got it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is this the one that ends with... The tailor? With yeah. the tailor. Yes, they go back to the tailor. Oh. 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 We forgot something clearly. Oh. Just like in the first scene with the tailor, when mm. Poirot tells him to stop kvetching, I was just like, this oh. feels gross and weird. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, there's some representation of Jewish people in the, the last two episodes of this season that is interesting, to say the least. Or like not, or like terrorism, not great. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Much like terrorism, anti-Semitism, not, not great. great. Yeah. Uh, At the tailor, Poirot goes to put on his new suit, and he says, this is too tight. (laughs) (laughs) And the tailor's like, mmm, funny that. It's because you had me make it with last year's measurements, dude. And Poirot's like, fine. He might as well say, didoy. (laughs) And at one point, he's like, is this a a tailoring or not? And he rips the sleeve off of the new jacket. (laughs) Très dramatique. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he finally agrees to let the tailor make it to his actual measurements. Mm-hmm. He gives a smile and then it fades away. And he's like, oh, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> and that's the end. Yep, that's the end. What do you think of the episode? I would give it um, a four out of five. I had a good time. All right. Um, yeah, it's. It was harder to remember than I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, there's a lot of back and <laughs> forth. And the funniest thing, I was watching this, I'm like, this is a lot more clear than the short story made it. Yeah. But it's still very difficult. Because there's like physically just a lot of travel. Yeah. There is. And it's also, it really is just mostly Poirot going back and forth, talking to people, mm-hmm. and Batman being stressed out that Poirot isn't solving it when Poirot's like, ha ha. I'll get to it. Yeah, and it's really great, but explaining it to you is not the, like, this Mm -hmm. is, listen, we love doing this. Please listen to all of our episodes. But this is one you should watch, because it's not... It's a lot of logistics. Explaining it is kind of silly. Yeah, Yeah. this was, it was difficult, but I really, 
I did have a lot of fun. Yeah, while it's happening, it's easy to understand. It's just yeah. like recounting it. Yeah. Right. Because like, when did that happen? Is that important? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Uh, and maybe it's because I'd listened to the, sh- well, yeah, listened to the short story beforehand. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. And I kind of got there before the episode did. Right. So. Um, but I'd say like three out of, 3.5 out of 5. Uh, four and a half. Loved it. So close to being probably the best episode I've seen so far. Very fun. I laughed out loud several times, which is rare for me watching something alone upon <laughs> myself with hot, co- uh, hot cocoa. That's great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it was a very enjoyable evening. Did I give something a five? I know I earlier. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like a couple episodes ago. Yeah, like two or th- this season's been incredibly solid. They've locked into what the show is. Yeah, they're doing a pretty good job. Um, wait till the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, any other thoughts, feelings? So many. But oh, you about mean the episode? about the episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, then oh, I oh oh oh. I'll save it for the next one. <sighs> Okay, you have to now. <laughs> tune in next week to when hear Melissa... Melissa's very exciting thought about something. Uh, we're done. Adjourned. Apple. Bye bye.